Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, and welcome to the Pet Pod. This is the podcast that's all about pets. I'm Zara Boland. I'm a vet, a consultant, and an all-around animal lover. And each episode, I'm going to be joined by one or two of my veterinary friends and colleagues from across the pet healthcare industry so that we can offer you handy tips and some expert advice to help keep your beloved family pet healthy and, above all, happy. Today's podcast is supported by YouMove, the UK's number one vet joint supplement brand for dogs. Clinically proven to work in just six weeks, U-Move is recommended for older dogs who are starting to slow down and show some signs of stiffness. Now, as many of you know, my own dog Rumba is already nine years old, and like many other dog owners, I'm always on the lookout for ways to make life a little bit more comfortable for her as she gets older. And that's why she's been taking U-Move for a few months now. But U-Move also have a range of products available to help younger dogs, and indeed those canine athletes to stay on top form. And you'll be pleased to know it's also available for cats, horses, and even us humans. What I love about the team at YouMove is that they're on a mission to make sure every dog, cat, and horse lives their most active life for life. And that's why they're offering a 30% discount code for all new customers who listen to the Pet Pod. Simply visit youmove.co.uk and enter the code PETPOD30 when you get to the checkout. Plus, you can also be in with a chance to win a year's supply of YouMove for your own dog, cat, or horse. Enter the draw at youmove.co.uk slash pages slash pet pod and the winner will be drawn at random and announced on the 13th of January. So good luck! Today we're talking about what it will mean for pet owners traveling to the EU with their animal companions from the 1st of January 2021. Joining us to share all the latest information hot off the press is the UK Chief Veterinary Officer, Professor Christine Middlemas. Well, Christine, it's fantastic to have you back on the Pet Pod, and thanks for joining us again. You're welcome. It's good to be back again. Now, as we know, the transition period for the UK leaving the EU is due to end on the 1st of January 2021. So, Christine, what will pet owners need to consider when it comes to traveling with their pets to a European Union country from that date? Well, we now know that we're what's called Part 2 listed. That means that the requirements for people traveling with pets and, that, and pets are defined for this purpose as dogs, cats, or ferrets, are that they have to have their rabies vaccination and their vaccinations completed three weeks before they go. They have to be microchipped. They must wait 21 days, as I said, and you have to get an animal health certificate from your vet, not more than 10 days before you travel. And then for countries that are, if you're going to a country that's 
tapeworm free, specifically Eichinococcus free, then your animals were required to be tapeworm treated and your vet to have signed that off. So microchip, completed rabies vaccination and wait the 21 days for it to be effective, um, animal health certificate. And if you're going to Eichinococcus free country, tapeworm treatment. Tapeworm. Yeah. Okay. And so from a veterinary perspective, because I remember when I was working um, in the UK, I was down in Dover, actually, and I was one of the um, DEFRA official vets. So does it have to be an official vet that does this for you? Or can any vet in the UK do this for you? So any vet that's authorised by DEFRA or our agency, APHA, and there are thousands of them, and most practices have a vet that is authorised to do this or have a number of vets authorised to do it. So check phone the vet first check that they can do it but there are thousands of them that are able to do it yes okay okay so i guess compared to where we are now i know having done a lot of travel myself around the world actually with my pets um what's happened to the eu pet passport then is that relevant anymore so your pet passport that was issued in gb previously if you have one it is relevant as it can be a record of your rabies vaccination history. So don't throw it away, keep it. It will give that record of vaccination and can be updated when your dog next has its booster and things. But that's not the only document. You will also require this animal health certificate and you do need one each time you travel to the EU. So it's a new animal health certificate each time you go. Um, it doesn't last like the um, passports did. Okay. And then with the rabies, just to clarify that um, for everyone. So if you've, uh, again, you know, you get your first rabies shot as a puppy, is there, is it just simply 21 days after that, that you're free to travel? Or do you need to get a blood teaser test to check the antibody levels? No. Okay. So with this part two listing, there's no requirement for the blood test. It's, it's complete the vaccinations, wait 21 days. And if your dog's previously been vaccinated for rabies, and you're still within the period before it needs its booster, then it's covered. But do make sure you keep the boosters up to date. And we know it varies with which vaccine sometimes or which country you had them in. So check with your vet first. Do check with your vet and check at least a month before, because if it's out of date and you need another one, you'll need to wait that time period before it's effective. Good advice. Okay. Well, that, that's pretty clear. Then what will the entry rules be the same for travel across all European countries and what happens when people and pets are coming back to the UK? So really good points and quite a lot of complexity in there. So let's start with people going to the EU. So you can only now after the 1st of January, you must enter through a traveller's point of entry. And that's where the member states will have the facilities to check the documents and the details and so on. Um, these are listed. There's a lot of them. I'm not going to reel them all off here, but you will be able to find them out online. And is that on the DEFRA website? Yeah, there'll be a link on the DEFRA website to where you can find out where they are. So you need to enter through a traveller's point of entry. Okay. Tapeworm requirements can vary according to which country you're going to, because some countries are tapeworm free and some are not. So again, check that for the latest information on gov.uk and check in with your vet about that. And when the window for having that tapeworm treatment is smaller than the window for the animal health certificate. So if you're going to a country where you need treatment, check in with your vet and get the timings right for that. Because it can be just as, as low as 48 hours, I believe, can't it? Yes, 48 hours to five days, whereas the animal health certificate is valid for up to 10 days. So 
you could have two uh, you don't want to end up having two trips to your vet if you don't need to so check those details out your vet will be able to help you and and that'll make sure that you have hopefully just one trip and you have all the documents and all the details you need for entering into the EU. Okay. And then once you're in the EU with a pet, is it as it was previously where you can travel freely across the European countries with a pet passport or? Um, yes, because within the member states, um, yes, you will be able to move because they're, they're recognised as one block. Yeah, but they would require your pet passport, correct? Yes. Well, and I would keep the animal health certificate so that they have, because it's supposed to pet passport has become in effect your your document of your rabies vaccination keep your animal health certificate and um, even although it's been checked because it will be a good record that that you came in with the right documents okay great that's clear so people can when they have everything in order they can go into through one of these traveler points of entry into france for example and then travel on down to spain with their dog or their their cat or their ferret with the appropriate documentation okay and you may be you know we know in some countries if you if you were moving say from france into the republic of ireland and um, there are checks remember we we have checks for uh, at the moment before the first of january for pets coming in from from the continent so don't be surprised if you do have the checks um, in some places but you'll have all the required documents and things to travel and, and if in doubt of course check with a local vet there because they will be able to give you the requirements um, from their perspective that makes sense okay and then we've been through Europe you've, you've had a lovely holiday or visited friends and, and relatives with your with your pet and you want to come back to the UK what happens after the 1st of January there? So for um, pets coming into the UK, and this is just the pets, so no more than five cats, those ferrets, um, you can return back as you do now. So your pet passport, um, that gives us the rabies history um, and the age and so on, and um, that will allow you back in. If you don't have a pet passport, then the animal health certificate too. Um, and that's why it's worth keeping it while you're away because it will provide that extra evidence to come back in. But in effect, we're not changing our rules for pets who've been away on holiday and are coming back in. And how long is that animal health certificate valid for if you're away and travelling across Europe? Um, well, it, it's about entry into Europe. And each time you enter into the EU block, you need a new animal health certificate. So it, it, it's valid for that one entry once you're in. Whilst it, remain, it remains a good document to verify that you had all the details for coming in, but you don't need it for the in-between travelling. Okay, so, and you don't need it to come back into the UK? No, if you, not if you have your normal pet passport. If you don't have your pet passport, then you, you will need it. But if you have your pet passport, um, because the transport companies and things um, may do checks to make sure that you are eligible. And so you have to have either the passport or the animal health certificate to say that um, you are legal to return in. So it's, it's no more onerous than it is just now. Okay. Um, and people will be aware that just now you need to have a document to say, yes, your rabies vaccinated. The animal was um, the right age and things. That document you use now will be valid still for returning back to the UK. Okay, perfect. So that, that, that simplifies it. So if, you, if you're currently even living in Italy and you want to return to the UK with your dog and you have your European pet passport, that document is sufficient to allow you back in, assuming it's up to date and everything. Yes, and that's absolutely right. What you will need to note, though, if you're, a, if, if you're an EU person, is you'll need to check the requirements from going from GB back into the EU. Yes. 
because GB is no longer a member state, we are classed as a third country. And so the requirements to go back into the EU, um, you will need to meet those on your return. So it's people returning to the EU, it's not just the same as it is now. The coming into GB bit is, but the returning back isn't. And that's what we discussed. So just to recap, it's the rabies vaccination. It's a 21 day wait. It's your microchip, the animal health certificate, and it's whether or not you need to have a tapeworm treatment, depending on the country you're entering. Yes. Okay. Well, it's, look, it's not that onerous. It's not that, it's not that much of a change. No. Well, it, well, there's no blood test. If we'd been categorized as the group where you need a blood test, then you have to wait much longer. Um, it's four months, in, four months in planning from vaccination, blood test to entry. So it, it's much easier. I can speak from experience having just relocated two pets from Europe to Australia. <laughs> it's, it's actually even longer coming here. So it was six yes. months waiting from the actual results of the rabies blood test before they could even be considered to travel. So when I compare personally the two, I think traveling in Europe now post, um, post Brexit on the 1st of January actually isn't all that much of a change, which is great news for, for all those pet owners. Well, that's good news. And I always think about rabies vaccination. It's, it's not just about travel. It's about protecting your pet. The risk of rabies is, is really, really low. But should something, you be in Europe, something happen, a fight with a stray cat or something, they are the very occasional cases that pop up in Europe, your animal is protected. Yeah, and that's it. That, and so are you. Obviously, it's, um, it's a zoonotic disease as well. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not just our pets. But okay, well, that, I think that's, that's made it pretty clear for me. Um, so what about assistance dogs? Are they any different or are the same rules apply? No, unfortunately, the same rules apply for them. So no more onerous, obviously, than taking your pet, but not less onerous either, because the requirements are for all pets traveling, regardless of what purpose they you know, if they have a purpose and things. So they follow exactly the same rules. Okay. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, what about, this is where it gets potentially tricky. I don't know if you're able to answer this, <laughs> but people traveling between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, what happens there? 
So the island of the island of Ireland is what we call a, a single epidemiological unit. So their disease status is classed as the same. Um, it's best that people check in with the department website in Northern Ireland is up to date with all information. I've checked it very recently myself, check in there and um, that they will give you the requirements that you need. Okay. And then I assume, maybe I'm wrong to assume, but I assume it's the same between England, Scotland and Wales to and from Northern Ireland? Um, no, because, because no. Northern Ireland is classed as part of the single epidemiological unit for animal health matters, just for animal health matters, and um, therefore it's the same requirements now to go to Northern Ireland as it is if you were going from England into the Republic of Ireland. Gotcha, I understand. So it will be the same requirements. So just as we've already discussed, you'll need to have your microchip, your rabies vaccination, wait the 21 days, and the island of Ireland is tapeworm free, it is a kind of caucus free, so a tapeworm will be required for that in your animal health certificate. Okay, so even if you have a pet passport, you still need the animal health certificate for Ireland? Yes. Okay. Yes, for the whole island of Ireland, yes, you need that. Yeah, and look, it makes sense. Politics aside, it makes complete sense that Ireland, as you say, is an epidemiological island yeah. um, with the same health status. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, um, what about if you're a UK national who's living in the European Union? Are there going to be any restrictions on the number of trips you can make to and from the UK with your pet? No. Uh, and, and as I said already, for people if coming from the EU our into GB, our requirements are going to be the same as they are now, but they will need to check, depending on whether you have a GB-issued passport originally or an EU-issued passport, you will need to check what the requirements are for going back. Oh, now that's an interesting point because, so again, I can speak from experience, I, my pets are much travelled, but my dog, for example, has a British European passport, but my cat has a Spanish European passport. So what would that mean for me if I was living in Spain right now wanting to return to the UK? Um, so for to return to the UK, that, that's fine because we rec continue to recognise EU issued passports, whether they were issued in GB or issued on the continent. Um, that's fine. Okay. It's the returning back to the continent that you need to check on. It can depend on how long you've been in GB for to check. That's the best way to do it. Okay. And I would have, so for me with the Spanish, your Spanish issues, European passport, I would have to check with the Spanish authorities returning to Spain. Yes. Or, well, or check on the DEFRA website. We'll, we'll have links to lead you through to the right information. So you should be able to get it there. But again, it's because of Partly, as we know, how long the rabies vaccination is recognised to last, depending. And, you know, there are a whole lot of complications. So check with the websites because they are kept up to date because it's really important to all the authorities, whether it's in Spain or GB, that you've got the right advice because we all want to make travel as smooth as possible. And as safe as possible, absolutely. Yeah. And you're right, I think that's probably a, an issue of complexity that, that could continue to change in the future is the, particularly the rabies vaccinations because some of them are one year, two years, or even three years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, and, and then you get into the complications about how long you've been out of Spain or whichever European country it is and things. You know, that and how long your booster lasts, that, that's why it's best to check, you know, at least a month before you travel, um, the websites will be up to date. You'll get the up-to-date information and be able to apply it to your specific trip. Perfect.
We'll definitely have to put all these links in our in our show notes to this podcast episode, Christine. Okay. Now, is there any restriction on the number of pets that we can travel with? Yes. So that restriction there is now, and that restriction remains the same. So it's five. And um, you can move with more. Um, if it's for a specific reason, like going to a show or something, but you have to provide evidence that each animal that you're taking is part of that show or demonstration or whatever it is. So there are a few exemptions, as I noted there, but you have to be able to provide um, strong evidence of those. So five for people going truly with you know, your domestic pets on holiday, five is the maximum number. And that's a total off. So if you were taking your dogs, your cat, and your ferrets. And your ferrets. <laughs> Got you. It's not five per species. That was my next question. You beat me to it. <laughs> now, um, do you know if there's going to be a cost to getting travel certificates for the pets? I assume that there will be. Yes, there will be because, because the vet is providing this as a service for you to enable your holiday. So just like if you get your vaccinations for yourself to go on holiday and things, your vet will charge you for that. And how much um, that is is dependent on the vet that you're visiting. Okay. Right. I think, I feel like we've covered a lot. <laughs> um, we've mentioned a minimum of a month ahead of traveling that you need to really be aware of all of this and start preparing. But is there anything that pet owners should be doing now, even if they have no plans to travel to Europe in the immediate you know, future? Well, obviously no one's traveling right now, frankly, with the pandemic, but when things hopefully return to some, some level of normality. Well, well actually, that, that's quite a good point because um, a slightly different subject, but we've mentioned ferrets as pets. Um, we've just put out specific guidance for people that keep ferrets in relation to um, COVID or, or the virus, particularly SARS-CoV-2, um, and reminding them to take hygiene precautions and things, particularly um, if they are in, know they're infected or may be infected, um, about making sure that they handle their ferrets safely. Um, we know that the virus can pass from people into ferrets and then there's a potential, we don't know because of sound of it passing back again. So the, the important point is not to let your ferrets or any animals, because we have seen one or two cats and dogs globally, any animals, if you're infected or potentially infected, um, then make sure just like you're keeping away in your hygiene about other people in your household to keep them safe do the same for your animals. Okay, just on that point, Christine, because I know that that was the last time we, we spoke with you and it feels like a long time ago now. It was back in April, I think, or May. And we, you know, we just had the the, the, the big cats in, I think it was the Bronx in Manhattan yes. had been diagnosed That's with right. COVID. Yes. Yeah. So has there, I mean, at that stage, we were saying that there's absolutely no evidence of transmission between, well, from cats back to people. Um, is that still the case? Um, yes, for pets, we've not we've not seen that yet. So we do know there are there have been number of reports, as I said, globally now of pets, most particularly cats, I suppose, because of the closeness, um, becoming infected in infected households and things. Um, and we've seen a ha cats where there's both more than one cat in a household, one cat might become infected and the other one hasn't. The numbers are still really really low. We've had one confirmed. Um, here in the UK so it's really really low okay. but um, as we know the virus is changing and adapting and it's good to be cautious and how we you know just as I say as we're managing our own um, if you're infected and you manage how you interact with people in your household do the same for your animals. Yeah so back to the the hygiene measures we're all very very used to these days. Yeah absolutely yeah. But I just to to 
reiterate the point because last last week I was speaking with someone from Cats Protection and you know I, this is there's no reason at all for this to be a, a reason for people to give up with their cats. No, no, absolutely no reason. No, indeed, I have a, myself um, have acquired an old cat from a shelter um, who needed a home. Um, in lockdown because I'm at home more so there's no there's no reason to give up your pets and no reason not to get a new one um, like me it's just remembering it, it's particularly if you are infected with the virus or suspect you're infected with virus that's really when you when you um, it's sensible to take really good hygiene precautions just like you do um, with other people but I just wanted to note the ferret guidance that has that has gone out very recently so is that because there's more evidence of that potential of it jumping back to people from ferrets? No, well, it's because ferrets belong to the same group um, of animals that mink do. And we've seen in Denmark and a number of other countries where there are mink farms, and, and mink farms, completely different situation where you have thousands, thousands and thousands of mink kept together and the virus can run through them quickly. But we have seen the evidence there of humans infecting mink and then infection from the mink going back to a few humans so that's why precautionary advice about hygiene okay and that's all those new guidelines um are available on the defra website as well yes perfect okay we'll add a link to those too thanks for bringing that up well christine thank you so much for taking the time to join us again today on the pet pod it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you and highly informative as per usual you're welcome any opportunity to be able to share the latest information and advice um, from our end is uh, really welcome for us so thank you very much for having me well, that's all for this episode of The Pet Pod. My thanks go again to Professor Christine Middlemas, the UK's Chief Veterinary Officer with DEFRA. And as we mentioned earlier, we'll be adding some useful links to the show notes, which will help you to navigate your pet's travel across the European Union from the 1st of January, 2021. My thanks again go to our sponsors, YouMove. And don't forget to check out their website for a chance to win a year's supply of supplements for your cat, your dog, or indeed your horse. And to make sure you don't miss our next episode, please do subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.